Hey, this is Jenna Cash, and you're listening to Inspo Podcast. There is nothing that I love more than great advice and figuring out how I can apply other people's steps to success to my life and now to your life. We're going to learn about business, money, growth, fails, and secrets to success. So kick off your shoes, grab a cup of coffee, whether you're on the road or at home, and let's be encouraged together while we learn. Jenna Cash here with Inspo Podcast. I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you to everybody who has supported this podcast. Thank you to everybody who has shared this on your Instagram stories. Thank you to everybody who has told your friends about this podcast. It is fulfilling something that I didn't know needed fulfilling. And I, I'm so grateful from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And feel free to leave a five-star review, leave a written review. And if you didn't like this podcast, uh, don't, don't leave a review. Just go ahead and give it a five-star because I made the effort. (laughs) Um, But really, thank you. Thank you for your time. I know time is invaluable and you can't ever get it back. So every minute that you've listened to one of my episodes, thanks, man. This episode of Inspo Podcast was brought to you by SoCo Lashes. SoCo Lashes is the world's first eco-friendly eyelash extension company ever. They focus on biodegradable material, packaging, and shipment that doesn't compromise their product's quality. Head over to SoCoLashes.com if you'd like more information on their product, packaging, or education. Happy lashing! Have you ever wondered what men think or what men are looking for when you guys are on an online dating app or you guys meet in the wild? Uh, Well, today, maybe we have some answers for you. I got to sit down with Matt Freeman. He is a life coach, a body coach. He has his own podcast as well called The Matthew Freeman Show. Um, And he's just an all-around cool guy, super humble, single dad for all you ladies looking for love. Um, But stay tuned and maybe you'll learn a little bit about what you're doing right or wrong with dating and good luck. Hopefully this helps you meet somebody. Hello. 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 How great. Do you know what's so funny? I feel like just from following you for so long, I feel like I know you. So it's so weird that I've never even met you in person. That is a little bit weird. I feel the same. That's funny. Okay, so I'll preface this by saying I don't even know what to call this episode, but I was thinking like, well, what's something that I would have wanted to know in my 20s and my 30s? And then I was even thinking about clients who still have, you know, issues with dating. And I remember one of my clients said that dating in your 50s is exactly like dating in your 20s, which is why I wanted to do this with you because I feel like, not that I know you, but I fake mm, social media know you, and I feel like you're a very super nice guy. And who better kind of mean questions than the nicest guy around? 
All right. No, I, uh, dating. That's going to be fun. No, this is going to be fun. I know. I'm excited. I've been really, really looking forward to this. Thank you for being patient. I have, like, we're moving our house. We're selling two houses. I'm moving my business, actually two businesses. So thank you for being patient with me. It's been quite a month. No, absolutely. I think, you know, we're all adapting right now in this atmosphere. So patience is about the number one quality you can have right now. Yeah. And you, I think that you have probably the most of anybody that I've seen on social media right now. So, (laughs) okay. So let's see here. I have, do you have some questions or some things that you wanted to, or do you want me to lead or do you kind of want to add in whenever you feel like it? Yeah, I think, I mean, we'll just free flow. I mean, ask me whatever you want to ask me. And then, I mean, if that sparks some questions, I'll ask some questions back. I mean, there's definitely things, but, uh, Wherever you want to go with it, let's go. Okay, and uh, I always edit. So because you don't and you like to be raw, I'm not going to edit this. So everybody's going to hear all the the poo-poos and the no-nos. All right. (laughs) Okay, so I guess big question. How do you know when a guy is into you? (laughs) All right. So, I mean, I talk to clients about this all the time, and I think – you know, there are, there are a lot of personality types that are straightforward and they'll, they'll come right out. But I think when a guy's really, really into you a lot of times, uh, you know, he'll ask questions, he'll be around, um, you'll, you'll see him lurking, so to speak. Um, he'll ask <laughs> your friends about you, uh, things of that nature, trying to get a little bit more information about who you are and uh, what, you know, what might might work and what might be pleasing um, and what you might be into. You know, it's, it's always nice to have like a little bit of a background when you're going into something so that you're not just, you go like, I got one shot and I don't want to go in and ask a question that's so far in left field that all of a sudden it's like the conversation ended and now I can't, now I'm backpedaling, you know? So I think you, when someone's trying to gather information about you, asking friends, lurking, asking you questions about things you're interested about that you know he probably knows nothing about, that's usually probably a good sign. Okay, so then what would be the difference between somebody trying to get to know you on a relationship basis or maybe somebody just trying to hook up, just that doesn't happen at all, they don't ask about you? Yeah, I think, um, you know, effort Effort is a, is a big deal, you know? And so if they're at, trying to get to know you and you kind of give the brush off, but then they come back around and try to get to know you a little bit more, that's the like side of things. If yep. I go out and, or I shouldn't even say me anymore, but I've had my day, you know, where it's like, I'm just trying to <laughs> hook up. And so I ask a couple questions and I get the brush off. I'm moving on. Like, I mean, yeah. I, like, okay. I got a couple lined up, so you weren't the one let's move forward. Um, okay. That's good. I think it's a lot like business, right? Returning guests, you know, you're probably doing yeah. something right. And uh, one, one timers, you know, people will come in and leave and don't come back. Like, you know, some something wasn't there either for, for them or for you, you know? Okay, that's good. That's that's a great answer. Um, okay, one big thing that I remember about dating. How long should a guy wait to call somebody or should there be no waiting period at all? Oh, this one drives me crazy because I think like the historically speaking, you know, there's this uh, 
imaginary 72 hour like wait period you know and it's like all right i don't want to be the first one to reach out so i want to see if she's interested so so let's give her a day or two to reach out but if she doesn't i'll call her on the third day and uh honestly i think if you like someone you just you got to reach out you got to just kind of be like hey i'd like to i'd like to go out would you like to hang out you know um things of that nature but i think unfortunately there's like imaginary 72 hour kind of like mystique out there that people follow right and you know i feel like if if i were a guy and i would have had to wait like three days I might forget you know if you have like a family or you're busy like you have your own business don't you think you have to like set a timer so that you don't forget yeah I mean you know I that's the thing I think if you actually like the person if you know going back to your first question if it's someone I'm interested in like I'm probably thinking about them so it's more like I'm I'm working on resisting to wait which right. feels super awkward in the in the whole general scheme of things, right? Because then you start overthinking, like, what am I going to say when I do reach out after 72 okay. hours? And right. it's a lot better to just literally, and I found this in my life, and I still fight it, you know, but when you go with your gut, like, what feels right, like, go for it, you know? And yeah. I don't think girls want you to wait anyway. I mean, hey, you know, you, no. you can repeat or correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't want to want you to wait. No way. Because then we're thinking, is he going to call her or is he not going to call? Is he doing this? Th- like you said, the f- I don't know where the three day thing came from. <laughs> but yeah, it makes you think, I don't know, is he not interested? Complete wasted song and dance for nothing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And amen for texting because it's like an easy reach out. I remember getting like when text just started becoming a thing, it would be like just thinking about you. And it was so exciting that you didn't actually have to have a conversation. But you know that that you're in their mind yeah uh, you know i mean the downside to texting you ever heard of paper clipping no it makes it really easy to paper clip which is like where you reach out to someone that you used to like have a connection with just to see if they're still thinking Uh about you but you have no interest in in messing around so it's like a really good way to play with someone's mind or like hey how you been and it's like i've been great and it's like that's as far as they wanted it to go. They wanted you to kind of say like, "Oh, hey, I miss you. How you, how are you doing?" You know, and it's it's called yes. It's kind of easy to do. The breadcrumbers. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. All the names. I just I found this one out recently. I was like, paper clipping, huh? Uh, well, I bet you, I bet you, a lot of people have been doing that over quarantine, and I've gotten a couple. I think three <laughs> messages from exes, and you're like, "Ah, uh, yeah, I read I read an article on that." with during quarantine just wait for your exes to pop out of the shadows quarantine's been the worst for that for sure right i think people just get super bored and 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 they paperclip (laughs) okay so i was comparing kind of a list of things that guys look for in a girl and things that girls look for in a guy and your guys's list seem to be just so simple compared to our list which makes girls kind of look like assholes but what do girls look or what do guys look for in a girl? Oh, that's so, so that's interesting that you bring that up because this has changed for me so many times over the year, uh, over the years, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think like now my number one thing is I'm super attracted to ambition Mm -hmm. and it's just like literally someone who gets after it and someone who, makes and carves their own way 
Um, I just, to me, that's super attractive. Uh, there's definitely the, you know, surface level stuff of like, you know, a beautiful smile or eyes that kind of catch your attention. Or like, for me, I like braids. I like tattoos and I like nose rings. Like every time I look twice. Well, welcome to Sonoma County. They're everywhere. (laughs) I know it's like perfect around here, you know, but it's like that literally will cause me to look twice, but it's not Mm going to cause me to stick around. Like what's going to get me to stick around is like ambition or someone who's going to be like real and straightforward with me, you know? And, uh, uh, I mean, I, I guess I, I don't know. I'm still single. Right. So I'm over yeah, right? 150, which means that I guess I like the chase a lot. And so yeah. I think that's probably why I'm attracted to ambition too. Cause I feel like maybe I gotta, I gotta yeah. chase a little bit, but you know, I think men and men in general, um, just like a, a woman who's like confident and fun to be around and, you know, at the same time, not, not super needy. In the sense yeah. of like, you know, uh, guys kind of want to meander and do their own thing. They like have they like golf, you know, they like to go hang out with their friends. They like to sit and stare at the ceiling for a half hour, you know, and mm. feel like they can do that. And so yeah. uh, when someone's ambitious and independent, it's like you get those little periods of time and you don't have to worry about it. OK, so I can absolutely I agree with you and you know the saying opposites attract I do not agree with that so do you think that you're attracted to ambitious people because that's how you are yeah I I don't know I think I disguise things super well I mean I work really hard and I have like a pretty high level ambition I think I work smart also because I I like my free time I like my downtime and so I try to make sure uh, I utilize my time well, but ultimately, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about the opposites completely. I have you ever heard the term um, white knight syndrome? No. Uh, well, no, I haven't, but I can see where you're going with this. Like, Go ahead. The the ultimate is like a couple times in my life, a therapist or or a coach has said, "Hey, you have white knight syndrome. You like to find the girls that that you could fix," mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, type of situation. And I I do work at in an industry where I help people, you know? And so it's like kind of my nature to like want to help and coach, coach people. Um, but that's like the last person I want. So I think ambition, ambition, um, more comes from the fact that like, I definitely want someone that's independent that I don't feel like I need to help, you know, and that we can help each other if need be. But yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't opposites things I think is like, uh, more like he's on time and she's always late or, She's always late and he's on time, but I don't know the big things are like the opposites, you know? No, no. I think that's a recipe for disaster, honestly. Totally. I've dated the opposite and that's, um, yeah, yucky. Um, okay. So when you're as a nice guy, when you're dating or looking to date somebody versus when you were maybe not so much a nice guy, what are some things that you used to look for when you didn't, like when you said you were in your uh hooking up phase versus now what did you look for before versus what you look for now um like to steer clear of what did i look to steer clear of yeah Um, like before did you just not care about any of it versus now you really pay attention to certain things to look out for yeah like honestly i didn't care before honestly like in the in the past it was like i like to win i wanted to win so it's like if i spotted someone 
um, that looked good looking. And I was like, hey, she's cute. And a friend said, yeah, she is. You should go after her. Like, my whole thing was like, okay, I want to I wanna go win. I want to go see if I can if, if, if I can win, if you will. Um, yeah. yeah see, if, see if I can go conquer this. And as soon as, like, I could get someone to like me, then it was kind of, that was it. You know, it's like, all yeah. right, I, I did what I needed to do. I know she likes me. Now I can move on, um, which was just kind of terrible. But that was what it was all about. It was like, that's true. Conquering. That's like dating in, dating in your 20s. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's it. I wanted to win. Now, now yeah. I like uh, things to avoid is like, you know, just clinginess and neediness. You know, it's like, um, you know, if there's a lack of trust, like early on, like I'm running, you know, yeah. and so I kind of. It sounds I really pay attention to what girls talk about on the first date and mm-hmm. if exes come up or, you know, complaints about past relationships come up, then I'm usually out like that's that's not usually something that I want to like continue to pursue because yeah. it just to me, it seems like they're living in the past and pointing out someone else's faults and not taking ownership to what happened in that relationship if it naturally comes out in conversation, that's one thing. But if it's like unsolicited and it starts yeah. coming out and it's like, all right, that's, that's moving on, you know? Yeah. Don't talk, don't talk about your exes on the first date. That's weird. It, it's a little weird, but it, yeah. it you know, it have, I mean, I think, okay, I'm, I'm in my forties. I have kids. Right. And so when I go on a date, often that person has kids too. And so right. they're, there is always an ex involved because of the children, sure. but how that comes up and in, in what way, like really matters, you know? And yeah, it's a first date anyways. So like, I don't need to know the whole re- arrangement yet. You right. know? Yeah. Like steering clear if they don't have a good relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I've, and I've dated people that had terrible relationship relationships with their ex wives. And that was brutal, man. It becomes tough because then it becomes yeah. your terrible relationship, you know. Totally, and yes. That's not fair. Um, yes. You know, then I then I've met people that are intimidated because my ex and I get along really, really, really well, and we're like yeah. best friends. But it's it's it was a conscious choice because the kids mattered so much, you know. Don't you kind of feel like? I think that you said that you were married, but don't you kind of feel like you're? kids mother it kind of ends up becoming like this weird sibling relationship I never looked at it like that but like yeah yeah. well so like we still kind of not always we used to live closer to each other but we would do holidays together still just so all the siblings could be together we like you can be around them well you don't have to wear no makeup but it doesn't matter if you have makeup on if you have a you know your slob pants on it's it i i think it kind of turns into like a sibling relationship i get no i totally get that um you know with that explanation behind like i i go over there every christmas morning you know we hang out for the first little while everybody's there and and they're in their pajamas and yeah. You know, so there are those times or if I drop off the kids and I look like a wreck or I just came from the gym, it's like no big deal, you know. Um, yeah. So, no, I totally get that now. Do you feel like do you remember saying, well, I don't know if you do, but when I had one child, I always said I, I cannot date somebody with a kid. And it was 
probably maybe dating people with kids that had terrible relationships. But did you ever go through that phase where you just didn't want to date anybody with kids? There was definitely like my kids are now, um, you know, 18, 16, 14. And so they're very, you know, self-sufficient at this point. And so when I meet someone that has like a four or five year old or something of that nature, that becomes very difficult because I'm like, "Mm, yeah, different phases, you know, and I don't want to go through that again. Um, I want I want to be selfish with my time almost, you know, I'm getting closer to like having more of time for what it is I might want to do in through with the parenting and starting that cycle over is kind of, so yeah, I would be like, Oh man, you know, like, Oh, the kid's throwing a temper tantrum. Oh man. Uh You know, and I'm really good with kids and, and I like being around kids, but it was like, Oh, I forgot what this is like. I haven't had a temper tantrum in a while. Yeah, there. I have a six-year-old, and I mean, they're few and far between. But damn, when they happen, you it stops the your world stops for a moment. <laughs> it's like, oh man, just yeah. just just shh. shh. Yes. <laughs> but, yep, I know. <laughs> I think it's the same it, with dogs. With dogs? Yeah, I, they, I mean, you know, like in in all actuality, I, I I've never had a dog, but again. What? I don't have a dog because yeah. selfishly I don't want to give up the time that it would take to care for a dog and I'm not going to care for a dog poorly. So Okay, are you are you a homebody? I am a homebody. I So then you just you would need I'm a homebody and dogs are so easy. You would just need a super mellow dog cake and then and then you know a dog sitter when you go on trips but dogs are so easy but I, once they're potty trained i'm a homebody that likes to like have such a free spirit that i could at any point of time jump in my car and go on a, like a long trip so like the whole yeah, idea of planning ahead doesn't doesn't do well and you know on my side of things like i'd be like oh i gotta you know, get a dog sitter or keep it here or yeah. take it for you know and so like when i think about that it's never the dog that I dislike or, you know, it's cool that the person that I might be dating has a dog. I just start to selfishly think like, damn, I'm going to have to share my time. You know, like I kind of want like it to be our time. And in the middle of like our movie, we're going to have to take the dog out for, to go pee, you know? And I don't want to do that selfishly. Your, your kids never asked for a puppy all the time. (laughs) You just said no. And I said, your mom got you a dog. That's what you do at uh, your mom's house. You're tough. Okay. Well, all right. So check this out. Quick story. I won't go on too much of a tangent, but when we lived in Roseville and I was still married, my dad, who um, kn- knows that I didn't like dogs, calls and says, hey, are you guys home? And I said, yeah, we're home. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to be there in 45 minutes. And I'm like, all right. So he knocks on the door and he hands me this three pound Boston Terrier. And... I'm like, what is this? And he's like, I got you guys a dog. And I was like, ah, oh, great. Like I was, this is a point in my life. I was super stressed out. Like I was, you know, um, Perfect. you know, I had a lot of money coming in, a lot of money coming out. And it was like, we moved to a foreign area away from all the help. And Nicole was already stressed. We had three kids, you know, and one was an infant. And I was like, great, a dog. Awesome. Another thing to take <laughs> care of, you know? And mm-hmm. so Long story short, when the divorce happened, that dog went with them. And I was like, cool. You got your dog on that side. Yeah. Not on my side. 
And you have no guilt. It's like you got rid of it. Zero. It stayed in the family. It became it became <laughs> their grandpa's dog. So the dog actually now lives with Nicole's father, which is kind of cool. But like the dog's been taken care of, you know? Yeah. And they live a long time, animals, man. Well, too, yeah, well, not too long. <laughs> but the Boston Terrier, this guy, this guy has a, a lot of fight in him. So, oh, how, how old is the dog now? Oh, shoot. We got that dog in 2007. I think 2007, so 13. Oh, and that, okay, that dog probably still has a few good years left in it. Yeah, and that, that dog had so much energy on top of everything. It was like, mm. you didn't get me a laid back chill dog. No. You got like a dog that has more energy than the blah, blah. So it was, it was cool. Yeah. That, yeah. You need, if you do start with the dog, start with like a, a Mastiff rescue because they don't live long and then you can kind of play around with it. But you know, you seem like you're not going to get a dog. So don't get a dog. Well, that's a dumb idea. I tell the kids when I have a ranch someday, that's like a, a little, like an acre and a half and I'm chilling in a partial country, we can get dogs. <laughs> when they're not there <laughs> yeah when you guys come visit i'll have oh a dog God. for you okay backtracking just a minute before i forget so if you met the perfect woman and she wanted to have a baby hard no oh yeah this is a hard no right yes oh my god you would say everything on your checklist she has everything and then some hard no this has been a hard no so i got surgery oh, last cool. year to make it a oh hard, it's a hard no make it a hard mm-hmm. no which okay you know is apparently reversible but um i just yeah i don't want any more kids and like this is unfortunately ruined you know many good yeah. opportunities for me but like that's just where i'm at like i don't don't want anymore and i had like probably deeper reasons you know but ultimately i just yeah just don't want any more kids yeah do you well you're probably i mean i think that you're at a good age where you can find enough women that don't want any more kids if i liked dating women my age probably do you like dating little kids? Not kids. Little 20-year-olds? Like, <laughs> no. I like girls in their 30s for some, for okay, some reason. Right. So it's not like not little kids. You have you have a 50-50 toss-up then. Yeah. I mean, I'm 41 going on 42. I don't always act, you know, in my 40s. And so, like, I just – I like young, vibrant. But that doesn't mean that I haven't dated in my 40s either. It just seems to be – who I meet and it might just be kind of the circles that I run in or Mm. a lot of my coworkers are in their thirties and twenties. And so like, that's the circle, you know, you know, thirties can be scary because I don't know if you've ever online dated, but when somebody shows you a picture, you're always like, okay, is this current? Is this a good picture? So you're hoping there's maybe some full body shots, maybe some candids, but man, there are some people that are, let's say 35 and they look like, a young 35 and then especially for men because they don't cover it up with makeup or hair extensions man some some 35 year old men look or maybe not 35 let's say 40 look like they're in their mid 50s what the hell you, you got to tell me a little about this online dating because everyone tells you know everyone's like ah you go on online dating you'd be fine i refuse to do it like i don't know why i cannot bring myself to do it do you feel like pathetic? I just, it just doesn't feel right to me. And I guess it's because like 
this is going to sound super cheesy, but ultimately I, I think at the root of everything, I'm a romantic at like heart. And I just keep thinking that at some point, like through interactions, I'm going to meet someone and it's going to be the right person. And I just need to be patient and stay active. And at some point that's, that's going to occur. So I either read too many books, watch too many movies or like, I know that's how it's going to be. So I just am working on being patient for that to occur. But online dating seems like too artificial for me. I totally know what you're saying, but it is kind of fun. It's like we, I used to joke and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to the boyfriend store now. Cause you just go online and you could just say, it's kind of mean. Cause you're like, yes, yes. Oh, no way. No, no, no. Maybe it's kind of mean, but it's a little bit fun. <laughs> I, see, I, I, I don't, I'm like, it's like, how can you, I guess pro, there's part of me that says if someone just no aid me is like, they didn't fucking look long enough or something like I'm not, I'm like, there it goes. Like, how can I be in no way? That's just wrong. Um, yeah, but yeah. that's not like a cockiness. That's more like, like you literally just said, no way. You don't even know me. You saw a picture. It was a bad angle. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe, maybe it's a little hurtful too. Yeah. I think that, you know, but I guess you don't know. It, it would be worse yeah. if it was like, here's all the people that know Wade you today. Wait, no, you don't know. You have no yeah. idea. I think that you, I would be interested to see if you did it. I want to know, do it for 30 days just to see. And then there's so many. There's way mm -hmm. too many. So, so which, which app did you use and like the best? Okay. I, I met my boyfriend on match.com and like, I've, I've done it a couple times, like on and off and I'll let you in on a little secret. Online dating's just like real life dating, except you kind of get to pre-screen them a little bit. And, you know, like for me, when I would do it, if they would have a picture of their shirt off, I would no way them. Ugh, come on. On your dating profile, no shirt, no way. Oh, on the profile? Yeah. Mm, that's kind of like reminds me, of, remember those memes that were going around that said like Facebook, Tinder, LinkedIn, Yes, it's uh, exactly. Yeah. It was like that. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Those, those guys would be on Tinder or whatever the other ones are. I did I did Tinder one time and I was like I think it, I was like 2 days on there and so, one of my clients was like, "No, no, it's not a hookup. It's not a hookup site." I was like, "Oh, I don't know. I think it is." She's like, "No, I swear. I swear it's not." So I did it. And I was like, you know, you like message a couple people, like you said, it's a little bit weird. And then somebody was like, Hey, let's go get a drink. And I was like, mm. I, I was like, man, I literally just washed my face. I'm, I'm in for the night. And he said something like, Oh, come on. He was like, you just said you don't have your kids. And I was like, you know what? In my head, I was like, all right, come on self, just do it. Cause like I'm a homebody. I would prefer just to make plans and push it out. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I was like, okay, I'm going to come. I'm only half getting ready. Don't expect too terribly much. I'm not going to like, you know, I, my hair is going to be in a bun, but I'll look presentable. And then I spent 25 minutes, you know, kind of half getting ready. And then I opened the message. And he had written something stupid like, hey, I was kind of hoping we had chosen a place to meet. And he said, I was kind of hoping for a, a place a little less public how about my place? And then I just deleted the app. I'm like this. Are you kidding me? That's it. Oh that's God. it. I'm yeah, I'm done. I deleted it. That's a, so, that's kind of like, so my friends would go, you would kill it on this app. And I'm like, well, what's killing it? The whole idea is like meeting someone that like, hopefully I want to spend some time with, you know, yeah. like, and that reminded me of my twenties too. So I guess maybe I just got to 
We'll see. I've, you we'll know, see. okay, I'm going to take that back because mm, sometimes you can break the rules. You are into fitness and maybe if you posted pictures working out, like, because um, it's your job, maybe that's okay. Maybe that's not like douchey, right? Maybe. Maybe that would be my way of just saying I got hella tattoos, so. Oh. And if you, okay, so here, I'll give you advice. I'm not a professional online dater, but I've done it a couple times. If you post it, make it your very last picture and have, make it be like a work picture or something like that. So they don't think you're like in love with yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely, uh, okay. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe that's, a, I never say never on anything. Cause I, I feel like I always end up giving in to try something. I just resist like old timer status for a long time and then go, all right fine you, you know what everything happens for a reason maybe the reason you're doing this is because you're gonna give in and just try online dating and you're gonna meet somebody it's very possible you never know never know it's always a no unless you ask this is true this is true <laughs> okay next question uh how many dates should a guy pick how many dates should a guy pick pay oh pay this is a this is interesting. Um, so in my, the way that I was raised, I always pay, like, or at least offer to pay. And that's just standard for me. But then here's the deal. If I'm like dating and we're going out all the time, like I realize, hey, I'm a trainer and I make really good money as a trainer. But I don't make enough money for us to go out three, three, four nights a week to have dinner all the time indefinitely. That's so, close. like, that's not going to work for the long term, you know, part of the relationship. So my, my general rule of thumb is, and I always end up saying, is if, if you ask me out on a date and you plan the date and you insist on paying, I'm still going to offer. But since you asked me out, like... That's the only way I'm going to give in to not paying. Okay. I think that that's a good, that's a great answer because I always, I felt like if somebody asks me on a date, they're inviting me. So why would I pay? Completely. And then, and then haven't you ever been on a date? Well, you're the guy. So you don't have this side where you like go have these. And I was like, what? This is our first date. I think that first date for sure should be on the guy, but that's just because they invited you. I think that definitely like the person who invites, you know, and is like yeah. kind of in the driver's seat on that. Yeah. But I, and I know I'll probably like have a million men hate me for this, but like, I don't, I'm just old fashioned again. Like, I feel like the man should pull out and like grab the bill and, and want to pay like yeah. at least on the, at least indefinitely until they speak about it, you know? And, and I've dated uh, girls where they were super independent and they insisted on at least going halves and we'd fight about it every time. But then after a while, I was like, okay, she's not going to give in on this. So like you can pay half, I'll pay half, whatever, you know, but I was not still in that relationship. So obviously it didn't work yeah, out, yeah. you know, and well, may- it is what it is. Maybe, maybe you, you pay and she leaves like a hefty tip or something. That sounds fair. Yeah. Or like when we're, you know, we've, we've done uh, dinner dates, like my old things, like, okay, if you're cooking, I'll do the dishes. It's, I feel like it gets to the point where it's kind of like the same thing where I think there should be at least an offer to kind of like put in the effort towards yeah. doing your part, whatever that, yeah. whatever that means on the date, you know? Like, I think 
if I were a guy and I'm not a guy, so this is just how my brain works. I feel like for myself, I have too much pride. Maybe that's not a good thing, but I would feel almost embarrassed if I was out on a date and if I was a guy and people saw her pay, I feel like I would be embarrassed. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I I could totally see that. Um, Like just like a little cringy. (laughs) I could definitely see that, especially if like you went out and got in her car after that. Yeah, we've all like we've all dated, you know, people that didn't make as much as you did or whatnot. But I remember, like, if I was in a long term relationship, I would always slip him money before, so I didn't have to bring my person because I knew he would be embarrassed. That's fair. Yeah, like that little, like that little trick. Yeah, and I think that is like after you've been dating someone for a while, you guys understand the economic situation, and then then it becomes a little bit more, you know, on that part of things um but again you know who makes sense like hey babe i want to take you out this friday like i would never be like at that spot and be like okay you got half oh my god i would be mortified i i have been i've been that person i'm like oh my god and you know what i think on a first date for myself anyways as the girl if i offer to pay on a first date it means i i'm doing it because i feel bad and i'm not interested really yeah, yeah, I did once. Oh my god, one time there was this guy that my friend's mom had been wanting to set me up with him for a few years. Maybe it was like five years because during this time he had even gotten married and divorced, and then he was single again. And so his mom was like, "Go on a date with him. Go on a date with him." And then my friend was they, anyways they would all kind of team up just do it just meet him he's so nice he has a good job well I was like nah he's kind of short because in his pictures he looked like he was like I, I don't want to be like rude but maybe like five three five four and I'm five one and so I'm like oh I don't know because I feel like for me I'm like I don't want to be embarrassed like everybody's gonna be like oh my gosh that's so cute <laughs> look at the little midget couple no way so he, I think that he, they said he was like 5'7". Well, he told his mom he was 5'7". His mom told my friend's mom he was you – know, every, basically, everybody added an inch to where it was either four or five inches. And then he came to pick me up, and I was like – I just was so embarrassed. And that, I know that that's so mean. But anyways, to make a short story long – I ended up paying because I was like, oh, God, I'm not going to – I can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Uh, no. That's, Isn't that mean? I mean, uh, so – Yeah, it's mean. It, it, is, uh, it is to a degree, <laughs> but, like, I, I've dated taller girls, right, just because I was like, I got to try. And do it, I don't right? know if it's, like, my own insecurities or whatever, but it just didn't feel yeah. right. You know, when I had to stand yeah, on the curb to uh-huh. hug her to be, like, at her no. face, like – you know, I just remember distinctly one girl I dated was like six foot. Long story short, she literally reached to give me a hug goodbye, and it felt like a maternal hug. Okay, yep, that feels that feels good. Yep, that's exactly. And, nope. and I just couldn't do it. I was like, "Well, no, no I cannot date like a parent. Mm-mm. Like it just feels total, nope. total maternally, like maternal." And uh, yeah, that was it. And so, you know. An inch taller, maybe, whatever. But like, <laughs> no, I kind of like limit myself. I definitely like when they're like my height or shorter, which, you know, I'm only 5'8", so that kind of shuts, okay, shuts well, things if, out. If they're 5'8", and they wear heels, you're 
so fucked. I know. I've done that. I've, no. I've been there. I've been there. No. Can't do it. Uh, Don't. You have to go. You have to err on the cautious side and do like you're five eight. You have to do like five three or shorter. So these dating these dating things have filters, right? Like uh, online oh, shopping because yeah. you can be like uh, under yeah. five six. Yeah, uh, exactly. Career oriented, like sports. Yes. Well, and you know what? For girls, you can always kind of tell the, the type of person they they are by selfies. And you're like, you know, the girls that they have that whole album, and it's like me, and it's like the same fucking picture, <laughs> like 92 times with just a different outfit. <laughs> oh, that's too much. No, but but that's good because you can weed those people out when you go online dating. Yeah, that seems like a lot of effort. And you know what you could do? You can even like go on and check it out for free. I think you have to be able to check it out for free. Right? I, I, I'm sure you can get it. I actually, so to, to be 100% fully honest, I did create a match profile one time and it lasted a whole like 30 minutes because <laughs> like literally created it and I'm sitting there and then I was just like, no, I just feel weird. I just feel really weird yeah. about it. And I deleted it. And that was like the last, yeah. the last time, but that was before apps. This yeah. is not dating myself, but that was like yeah, before yeah. apps made everything a lot easier too. Yeah. You, you know? just have to push through that feeling, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it is, it's super weird, but it's worth it. That's what people are saying. Well, I mean, like I said, it's just like dating in real life, except you kind of get a little um, life preface before you actually meet them. And Pictures really do tell a lot about people. I think this is you could tell if they're into themselves. This is true. Sure. But I think, yeah, this is true. You can also maybe prejudge in or in, inaccurately, right? And you would hate well, to eliminate someone. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. But you know what else you can do? You can, you can stalk them on social media and, and get a second opinion. This is this is true. This is true. <laughs> like my boyfriend had. In one of his pictures, he had a name tag with his first and last name, and it's a very, very unique name. So I'm, of course, I looked him up, and then I said, I, I brought it up, and he was like, "How did you know my name?" I was like, "Because it was on your shirt, and you're a guy, and I'm a girl. I'm not gonna go on a date with you by myself if I can get a little backstory to see if you're a real person." No way, man. Fair enough. And then, how long have you guys been together? Mm, almost a year. All right. Yeah. So far, so good. A year's a, a you, long time in my books. Yeah, well, yeah, because, well, you know, the older you get, it doesn't last very long if you know it's not going anywhere. And that's a, that is the best part. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere, so. Oops. Yeah, you're not afraid to rip the Band-Aid and tell them no thanks. Exactly. Okay, this question. Why do titles scare men? Like boyfriend, girlfriend, married, yeah. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I mean, one, like just beating that, like men don't love commitment, like the idea mm-hmm. of like solid commitment. So that's one thing I think a lot of times, but I think expectation is the bigger thing. You know, I think uh-huh. a title brings certain expectations and I, you know, I do think that a man who likes you wants to, to meet your expectations. And so when you up the title, it ups the yeah. expectations. And if they're not ready to meet that level of expectation or not certain that they can meet that level of expectation, then they potentially might be losing something that 
they have a lot of interest in but it's like you you elevated me to boyfriend status and i'm not ready to like deliver boyfriend status type of expectations and i but i still want time to get to know you better and continue to develop this because i really am into you uh, at this level so i I think it comes down to expectation and don't you feel like if somebody should have to ask if it's going somewhere that you just know that it's not I don't feel like you should ever have to ask that. Yeah, I think I don't think it's a necessary question. Um, I I think, yeah, I don't think it's a necessary question. I agree with you. You shouldn't have to ask that. It either is, and you like right. hanging out, or it's clearly not. You know, unless there's that big thing in the room that you're not discussing that neither wants to discuss because yeah. you know mm-hmm. that it could end it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was, I've been in my 20s. Yeah. I know what you mean. So you're like, I'm not ready to end it totally, so let's not discuss that big thing that's probably going to mm-hmm. cause us to end it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> yeah. easier not to. Um, okay. What, what does it mean, like, mm, when a guy says he wants to be the man in the relationship? So, like, for example, mm, like, paying. Like, what does that mean in a relationship? When a man says he wants to be the man in the relationship? Yeah. I, I think like, that okay. means... Go ahead. In the book, here, I'll, I'll give it a little more detail. When... What did he say? He said, that Steve Harvey book, he said, men need to know who they are, what they do, and how much they make, and they need to feel like the man in the relationship yeah. before they can settle down. Because what, he's, what he was saying is like, one, we want to protect... And we want to provide those are like, and, and then profess, you know? And so mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. be super secure in the relationship. So you can say, that's my girl, you know? And, uh, and that girl would be like, yes. And that's my man. And I fully support him in everything that he does. The protecting is like, we want to feel like, you know, nothing bad's going to happen to the family. And then that, that is tied to the providing, which is mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Like he talked about in the book, it doesn't necessarily have to be the financial breadwinner, but yeah. wants to know that like his efforts and his contributions are what take care of the family. You know, so I, I've heard it termed before as men, men just want to be respected. And yeah. so if the female is super successful breadwinner, you know, breadwinner brings in all the money, he just is picturing like his female literally at the social club with the girlfriends going like, huh, I mean, I'm the one that makes the money in the family and I take care of this and I take care of that. And he doesn't even, mm. you know, and it's like, you don't want to feel like a little bitch boy that isn't yeah. really respected. Uh-huh. So at the same time, if that same female makes all the money, she's like, you know what, my man, he cares for me. He takes care of our kid. Yeah. Our house is in order. He, pl- mm-hmm. he plans this, he plans that. Like we fall, I follow his lead, you know, yeah. like ultimately the man wants to feel as though the female is following, you know, his, his lead or like his advice or his direction. And that's like providing, you know, for the one. So if we feel lack of respect in any way, shape, form or fashion, we're out. Yeah. And just like the woman wants to feel loved and and adored, you know? And so it's like, it's tough. And you know, it's like, what did he say? Steve Harvey, that book cracked me up, man. Cause I, it's so funny. It's, I read it in my twenties. <laughs> it's, it's just so like when you read it, he's like, bro, all you do is 
talk about why a man might cheat. So obviously you kind of still feel bad about what might have happened early on in your relationships. (laughs) And secondarily, you spend the whole book telling the lady that she better make sure she gives it up often and regularly Uh, because a man without sex will, will literally stray. Um, What do you think about that? I think, you know, I mean, everyone wants connection, but I think a man puts a lot of value in if if the woman actually wants to sleep with him and be intimate with him, then she's into him. And then the minute she's not sleeping with him, then like ultimately like something's wrong. Like it's off. He did something wrong. And so that's where he starts to find that, that value, um, that respect. It's because it's kind of like, I feel like, oh, all right, here's a good example. When a man plans a Valentine's Day, let's just say, which we all freaking mm-hmm. hate that day, but you like, or like, for the most part, yeah, it's like literally. way too commercial, right? But it's mm-hmm. like, man, I planned this thing for a week, took you out, we went out to dinner, I bought wine and everything, like, I, it better end in the bedroom. Like, yeah. if it doesn't end in the bedroom, like, what the fuck? You know, oh, yeah. excuse me if we're not allowed to cuss, but no, uh, like, it's okay. like, what the heck, okay. you know? Um, it's supposed to end that way. And so when it doesn't end that way, when it's expected, it's like, damn, like I can't do anything to make her happy, you know? And then it just comes down to, again, like, obviously I'm not respected in this relationship because for me, that's at the top of my list of things that I need for this relationship to be awesome in in most cases. And it might not be at the top of the woman's list. It might be fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth you yeah. know um don't know <laughs> do you, don't know is, do you know what this is making me think of so do you think it was the movie oh damn it i don't remember what movie it was it had mila kunis and they had gone on a date and i wish i remember what with what justin timberlake ha, friends, i friends don't know i don't or? think maybe but she goes on a date with uh, i can't remember the comedian's name I'm, I'm having a senior moment right now, but she's like, I'm not into you and walks away. And the guy just waits till she leaves and just totally farts. And he's like, Oh my God, thank God. I've been holding that in all night. But like, it made me think like the only time when you have like a really good date and the girl cuts it short, it's probably because something stupid like that, like she's hella bloated <laughs> but I can see where that would really irritate a guy or make him confused. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then in the end, what is it all? It's all just communication, right? And like, yes. like setting expectation and like <laughs> okay, having but that how do you say that? How do you say that after a really, really great date when it's only your third date? You no way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you got to. I think that's like adds to it. Like, hey, you did oh everything God. right, and like, I want, I want nothing but to go back to the house and have fun but literally my stomach's in shambles and i'd like you to take me to get some tums you know okay see that's probably the difference about uh, from being in your 20s to being in your 30s and 40s they probably i mean i wouldn't have done that in my 20s i'm sure in my 20s oh my, i would no have held way. that all night long trying to figure it out you are know? you ki- like not sleeping oh my god <laughs> up all night like uh <laughs> <laughs> Wish you had two bathrooms, but this is a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. Oh, my God. No way. I, like, so I, like many girls, cannot – I could never go to the bathroom at my boyfriend's house. No 
fucking way. No way. Never. That's that. That's gotta be tough. I, I, there's no way. Even like now, I'm like, don't come upstairs. No way. No way. That's fine. I don't. Mm-mm. But a lot of girls are like that. It was, and, and the, I mean, I guess that there are girls that aren't like that too. But oh my god, no way. It's it's a tough thing to talk about though. Yeah. I, uh, and, yeah. Until it's not, you know. I guess it's yeah. like you gotta like have that person yeah. that breaks the ice. Yeah, for sure. I guess it's the first person that has a stomachache, right? <laughs> okay, and then a big question that I wanted to ask right. because you're majorly into fitness, and I think a lot of girls, I mean, guys, uh, who would be on the opposite end for a girl in your uh, profession, but when you, you're, I don't want to say your life is dedicated to fitness, but kind of. Do you have you ever dated somebody who wasn't into fitness and? Maybe wasn't like chunky, but wasn't fit. Does that, I, 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 that would make me feel so self-conscious. I would feel like if I dated somebody who's in the the fitness industry, I'm five one. Oh, I don't even hit five one. And I would, I would feel like the big spoon. That would make me feel, oh, no. Yeah. So the fine, so we've had, I had this conversation recently, recently with someone and most of the fitness professionals that like I'm friends with, like mm-hmm. the the thought is we probably like a girl that's absolutely just as fit as us. Or if, if mm-hmm. I have a six pack, like she's, you know, you probably like a girl with a six pack, but I, I like girls that are a little bit thicker and I like natural, you know? So it's like, I actually, the more fit you are, like generally that's like almost too fit for me. And so a little bit of size is, is nice. Now that being said, someone that's like, not into fitness doesn't matter to me but if they're not into caring for themselves it does matter and so it's really easy to measure like do you work out do you eat healthy do you like like to move around as like someone who likes to be healthy like yeah if you're if you're not in into being healthy and taking care of yourself that's a problem but you don't have to be as married to the gym as i am and part of it is like i work out because we are a walking billboard. You imagine having terrible yeah. eyelashes and, tell, and telling everyone you're the lash person. Like it just yeah. doesn't really like work very well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. I better be at least moderately in shape if I'm going to run around and say, I'm going to help you get in shape. Um, yeah. So part of it is the look for work. Like we're required, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but man, no, uh, I've also dated someone so into fitness, like they wanted me to do it their way, you know, versus my way. And then it was always an argument about like me being too competitive and that I should just be training for X. And it's like, I'm training for why I want to fucking train. Like, you know, yeah, like yeah. that's um, why I train. So <laughs> get over it. Um, do, you, do you feel like you could accidentally turn um, a normie into a fitness? Do you feel like in your mind, you're like, okay, if she could just do, hundred setups for three months or this many this much for this long you would look amazing do you feel like you would think that man like why not um, come on why don't you do it do you know how easy it is it's fun you know because i feel like that's why i would be i'm a butt man so i'm not against being like yeah hey, if you did some hip thrusts like that would lift up a little bit type of type of deal but you can't i don't know that. i just literally don't push push that on anyone i do like when 
uh, someone I'm dating likes to work out with me or around the same time or we go train together because it is a big part and it does take time. And so maybe yeah. I get to see them, but I'm doing my thing and they're doing their thing and we're at the gym together. Cool. Mm -hmm. If not cool, but you know, I'm, I guess to an better answer your question is when I'm done with work, I don't want to work. Yeah. You know, I think people ask that all the time. It must be so easy for you. Like, no, after eight hours at the gym, the last place I want to be is at the damn gym. So no, yeah, that makes sense. it's not easy for me. And I always go like, if you were a nurse and you're at the hospital for eight hours, and then I said, stay mm -hmm. at the hospital for two more hours and hang out and, and do X, like, and just, you know, do some more injections and do more of this. Like, w would that be of interest to you? And they're like, no, not at all. I'm like, it's the same for us. It's not like, you know, it's like eight hours. I don't want to spend two more hours doing the same thing I just did, even though it's for me versus, you know, for our clients. I could see that being something why somebody on an online dating app would say no, because you would intimidate them. Mm, this is possible. Mm hmm. This is possible. I've been called cocky and I've been called, I've been called a lot of things on perception, which is so funny because I'm, I'm actually like super introverted. And most of my dates in the past, the person has asked me to go do something eventually. Cause I, I know I spent this period of my time being oblivious to anyone liking me, but yeah, I guess, I guess, I mean, I've been told. Do you think you're going to try online dating? I think it will probably happen at some point, but I, I do think there's part of me that's just been holding out to like, my kids are like really kind of onto their own thing. Yeah. I think that's part of my reluctance. Uh -huh. You just want to wait till your kids are older. I just, I think sometimes like I don't want my dating to ever interfere with my time with them. And, and it, well, it does. It, yeah, it does. You know? And so sometimes I hold back, but, it, oh. but I probably try it. I'll probably try one of them. Well, you seem pretty content with your life. Talkify keeps popping up on my thing. Well, Talkify? Yeah. Apparently that's another mm -hmm. a new dating app and it, pop, oh. it pops up on my Instagram all the damn time. I've never heard of it, but maybe I wouldn't do that one. Honestly, if you're going to do it, just do match because everybody does it. Oh, oh, no. Hold on. Hinge. Hinge. That's supposed to be a new. Well, I don't know how new it is, but I've heard a lot of because I do a lot of people in their 20s and 30s. And I think I don't think it's taking over match.com. Try Hinge. So if I do it and it works out, I have to come back on the podcast and explain. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, now you have to do it. Now, I have, I, now it's like an experiment. And then, and then we can interview your first three dates. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, God. That would be too much. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, this was fun. Thank you. I, and like, I told you, I was so nervous to interview a guy because I feel, I mean, to, honestly, I don't know why. Because I only talk to girls all day. Well, what was, what was great was like, someone was like, hey, are you prepared? Do you know what you're going to talk about? And I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but like, no matter what, I can talk about anything usually. And then you hit me with dating and I was like, crap. Done. Crap. I <laughs> oh, you, oh, opposite. <laughs> like, yeah, crap. This is probably the one thing I'm not actually qualified to talk about, but I think it went okay. Okay. No, you know what? I mean, it's like, it's like the episode of Friends where 
Rachel says, well, we both dated how many times and it's always ended in failure. So it's like, even in a marriage, you don't know if you're going to end in failure. You don't know where you're at, what you're good at in dating. I figure O for 157 plus is probably <laughs> like qualifies me for at least talking about the things we shouldn't be doing. Like, yeah. se- like 72 hour rules. That's so stupid. I know. Let's end that. <laughs> Anybody who's going to listen to this podcast should just stop. We're, we're going to start a movement. Call yeah. immediately. Yeah. Well, you could just say, if you hand them your number, say, you don't have to wait three days to call me. I've got to specify that. Yeah. <laughs> well, All right. Thank you for that, having me on. Yeah. Thank you. I was just going to say, thank you so much for taking your time. I know you, you have three kids and you own your own business. And I know it's not easy to take an hour to sit and do nothing, but I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, wishing you the very best moving forward. Thank you. Okay, let me know if you online date. I will. (laughs) Okay, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. Bye.